Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Duchess Kate celebrates 40 with three stunning portraits that honor Queen Elizabeth and Princess Diana. They were just completely magical, ethereal, whimsical. I mean, everyone seemed just besotted with these portraits. Queen Elizabeth's Platinum Jubilee plans revealed. Find out everything about the parades, concert, and baking competition. It's amazing how, you know, the British really love to celebrate and they love a national celebration. And royal expert and writer Christopher Anderson reveals why Queen Elizabeth is so confident in Duchess Kate and how the future queen is hoping to mend Harry and William's relationship. Kate really plays uh, such a pivotal role in what's, what's happening now and as the peacekeeper, as the person who's trying to bring Harry and, and, and her husband back together. We've got that plus so much more in today's Royally Us. Hello to our fellow royal lovers and welcome to Royally Us. I'm Christina, that's Christine. Welcome to another week of royal news and we got a lot to get to including a big birthday for Duchess Kate. Yeah, I think that that was really the highlight of the week. That's the biggest story that we're going to dive into because there was some really exciting updates out of that celebration. Definitely. But before we get to all that, we wanted to check in and see what you guys had to say about last week's show. Kicking off with Mark says, it was so nice to see a candid photo of a beautiful royal couple. I love this photo. They look so natural together and you can see how happy and proud they are. The best part, no Photoshop required. This was talking about um, Kate and William's New Year's Eve post uh, uh, that they shared with everybody um, at the James Bond premiere, a very, um, you know, nice moment in the back of a limousine. And they looked cool, calm and relaxed and absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it was a beautiful picture. I think everyone's really enthusiastic about it. Definitely. Um, next one goes to DHA says thumbs up for Prince Harry and Prince Charles's reconciliation. You know, a lot of people are hopeful that, you know, after his essay in Newsweek magazine, that maybe this was an olive branch and maybe that they can get back on track. And with this platinum Jubilee year, hopefully that happens. I know. I think everyone just really wants them to mend the fences so that we can all, you know, see them move on as a happy family. 
Yes, definitely. And we can stop talking about this rift, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) One day. (laughs) One day. All right. Well, let's get into our Royal Roundup and kick it off, like we said, with Duchess Kate. Um, In honor of her 40th birthday, she sat for a trio of new portraits that are going to be displayed at England's National Portrait Gallery. The stunning, stunning photos were taken by photographer Paolo Reversi, who said he took over 250 shots, almost all in black and white. That number was dwindled down to about 70 and eventually to the three that were shared to the public. I would love to see the outtakes for this, but, um, you know, she looked absolutely stunning and wearing a, a favorite designer of hers. Yep, she wore three spectacular gowns from Alexander McQueen. Sarah Burton has been a favorite designer of hers and has really taken her through some of the most important events of her life. And so I think it was really meaningful that she chose the McQueen label again for these portraits. Um, And I think it's interesting that so many of them were in black and white, and yet we have that one powerful Mm -hmm. shot in the red gown, which I think was clearly um, Kate must have loved this, this gown and this whole, this whole look, which was so strong and feminine at the same time. And I think that um, they were just completely magical, ethereal, whimsical. I mean, everyone seemed just besotted with these portraits. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I loved, um, you know, her makeup and hair, very soft, very freeing. You know, we said it, like, it, it just seemed she had a very like loose wave, which we're used to seeing, but she just looked so calm and happy. And uh, the photographer did an interview saying that, you know, she was dancing during the photo shoot. So it seemed like she actually had a good time and it was his way to kind of loosen her up a little bit. And, um, you know, she honored Princess Diana and Queen Elizabeth in her choice of jewelry as well. Right. Yeah. So she wore earrings from um, the queen and a pair of earrings from Princess Diana. And she also wore a bracelet um, from her late mother-in-law. And I think it was a beautiful way of really bringing, you know, those women into this experience and honoring them, but also showing that they're a part of her journey and of her story. Mm-hmm. And I, I did love the, the photographers gave um, such interesting commentary and talked about, you know, he shot these all on film mm-hmm. because he felt like it captured their spirit, you know, the, the subject spirit. And I feel like that's why these portraits feel so intimate is because of, you know, the way that he shoots with the long exposure um, really captures the spirit of the subject. You really feel like you're looking right at Kate. It's such an intimate set of photographs. But the fact that in these intimate photographs, she brings her late mother-in-law and her grandmother-in-law into them, I think mm-hmm. just really speaks to the legacy that she knows she's following. Yeah, definitely. And I think these photos were taken back in November. So a couple months ago, and like we said, they're all going to be featured on display. I Like I said, I would hopefully that we can see some of these outtakes because I'm sure like he he said he took 250 photos. So uh, there has to be a ton of, uh, of great shots. Yes. I think he mentioned there was one of her spinning that he mm-hmm. seemed really fond of. So I'm hoping one day we see that one that he ha- that he mentioned in that interview. <laughs> Definitely. And it's, and I, I mean, we've had reporting that, you know, Kate had a very low key birthday celebration, obviously with everything going on with COVID there couldn't really do too much. Um, but hopefully that they, she had a nice quiet celebration at home with her family. 
Yeah, I hope it was a really, really happy birthday for her. Definitely. Um, Well, speaking of celebrations, Buckingham Palace has announced the long list of commemorative events and initiatives for Queen Elizabeth's Platinum Jubilee, which is taking place this June. Her 70 year reign will be celebrated over a long four day weekend starting on June 2nd. So we have parades, we have concerts, we have a bake off. There's a lot that is going to be taking place over this four day weekend. It's amazing how, you know, the British really love to celebrate celebrate and they love a national celebration. Um, so you're right. There's going to be, you know, special events at Royal Ascot. There's going to be special trooping the color. There's parades. There's this big concert that's planned that I think is going to be really, really exciting. Um, and there is that baking competition. So the Queen's official grocer, Fortnum and Mason has launched a baking competition and the winner will have their dessert served at street parties all throughout the UK um, for the Jubilee celebrations. I think that's really neat. I'm tempted to end. I can't bake, but I'm tempted to end. <laughs> you should. You should. I love that so much. It seems like it's going to be a really, really fun event. And, you know, it's interesting. Uh, we, we talk a bit, a bit about this with Christopher Anderson later on, but the weekend happens to be over Lilibet's first birthday. So hopefully the whole family will make the trip over to um to london to kind of you know celebrate not only the platinum jubilee but this little one's first birthday as well absolutely i think that would be so special and it would really be a good showing for them as a family to come together to celebrate both the queen and lilibet together Mm -hmm. um i think it would just go a long way for their you know their relations as family yeah and it's also interesting to note um the queen you know she always likes to have double celebrations because she celebrates her birthday in the summer and you know and is celebrating her 70-year reign in the summer as well because actually her 70-year reign um commemorates on february 6th so that's actually right around the corner so it's nice right. like waiting a few more months for it to get a bit a little bit warmer out and for um not only the royal family to celebrate but everybody um in the commonwealth to celebrate as well yeah they love to wait for better weather because i can <laughs> tell you the weather right now not great <laughs> i totally understand that it seems like celebrations will continue throughout the summer too because then we have the trooping of the color we have a lot to look forward to this year with the royal family Yep, there should be some really, really great, exciting events. It's a good time to be a royal watcher because I think there'll be a lot for us to chat about. Definitely. All right. Well, Prince Charles opened up about his love for painting after it was revealed that 79 of his watercolor paintings will be on display in the Garrison Chapel in London until February 14th. He told the Scotsman, looking back now at those first sketches I did, I am appalled by how bad they are. But nevertheless, the great thing about painting is that you are making your own individual interpretation of whatever view you have chosen chosen. Yeah, it seems like he, um, you know, found a love of watercolor painting and he's gotten quite good at it. And it's nice that it's going to be on display. Yep. I love this. It's so relatable. Um, you know, just the idea of like when you start out, you're terrible. And I love that he also said that this step this started because he, um, didn't love his mother's passion, which is photography. So I think he gave that a try. He said, this is kind of boring, then picked up watercolor. Um, So I'm really excited to see this um, exhibit because he's, you know, it features landscapes from throughout um, the UK, France, Africa. It looks like he's taken this, you know, around the world with him, this hobby he's taken around the world with him. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's going to be, it's really interesting to see royals taking on something that's kind of 
you know, very um, beautiful and feels kind of delicate, you know? Definitely. It's nice. You know, he has the watercolors. Kate has the photography and things like that. So they're very into um, artistic things, which I love. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, now it is time to spill the royalty. And there are some reports out there saying that Prince William was so mad at Prince Harry after his tell-all interview that he did not want to attend Princess Diana's statue unveiling. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to, to say if this is true. I mean, I, I don't think that William would not attend something that he has been planning for quite some time. And um, obviously this not this wasn't about the brothers. This was about honoring his late mother. Right. It, it was it's interesting that it, it seems that Harry was just so I'm, I'm sorry. It seems that William was so upset about this Oprah interview and so angry at his brother that he said, forget it. I don't want to do this. And it was actually Kate who came in and kind of, you know, was a peacekeeper for William in the situation between William and Harry and said, you know, you guys need to come together and do this in honor of your mother. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm so glad that they did, because I think it was really important that both brothers were there and that they you know, were supportive of each other during that event. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's bigger than the brothers rift and things like that. So it's nice that they were able to put their differences aside and honor their mom. And hopefully they can do that in this upcoming year as well, put their differences aside and, you know, celebrate all of the, all the things that they have to look forward to in 2022. Um, this is something that they're not looking forward to in 2022. And that is Prince Andrew. Um, obviously he is in a, a world of trouble because he is waiting to see if a U.S. judge will throw out an explosive lawsuit brought against him by Virginia Gurfrey. Now, she is, of course, the alleged victim of Jeffrey Epstein. Now, Andrew's attorneys argue that uh, her 2009 settlement with Epstein shields the prince from her lawsuit. So this is um, this isn't a criminal lawsuit. This is a, a civil lawsuit. He was, So he wouldn't have to face any jail time. But um, it seems like maybe they're going to try to settle. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like a really I'll be interested to see how this plays out. It looks like it. Um, she's trying to press a civil lawsuit against Andrew and his lawyers are saying you've already settled. Um, and the settlement kind of covers this. So the judge is deciding does her previous settlement, um, include these allegations against Prince Andrew and this potential civil suit. Mm -hmm. If the judge decides that the settlement does not, you know, protect Prince Andrew in this circumstance, and it will go to, um, a a civil court, you know, and, and Prince Andrew will, you know, sort of see his day in court, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, for these allegations. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot of talk. Um, I We spoke about it with Christopher in our upcoming interview as well about whether or not Prince Andrew will be stripped of his title as Christopher thinks that um, Prince Charles may do that when he becomes king. Doesn't think that Queen Elizabeth will do it. I mean, wh- what do you think? I mean, you know, it, the queen has always had such a close relationship with Andrew as well. Um, so, I mean, it seems unlikely that maybe she would strip him of his title before, um, you know, Charles takes over the, the, the reign, but I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I would agree that, you know, I don't think the queen is going to do anything, especially this late in her reign, this late in her life, it would just be a lot of heartbreak for her. Um, but whether Prince Charles kind of reassesses Prince Andrew's place within the monarchy when he becomes king, I could definitely see that happening. Um, but only time will tell really. Right. So true. All right. Well, speaking of Christopher Anderson, now it is time to break down um, everything, break down the royal rules. And he helped us out. Of course, he is the author of Brothers and Wives Inside the Private Lives of William, Kate, Harry and Meghan. We chatted all about why Queen Elizabeth is so confident that Kate is going to lead the future of the monarchy and how she is bridging the gap between Harry and William. Take a look.
I have to talk about Kate's 40th birthday. We saw these beautiful photos that were released. Um, they're going to be in the National Portrait Gallery. What was your thoughts on these? And how are they kind of positioning Kate for a bigger role, not only this year, obviously in the future too? I think, the, you know, it's, it's kind of sad, really, when you think that Diana never got a chance to reach this milestone. You know, she died at 36. But there is an interesting parallel in that just before her death, you may recall, she had those wonderful uh, Mario Testino uh, photographs taken. Um, and, and this Paolo uh, Reversi, the, the fashion photographer that she chose for this particular photo shoot that Kate chose, very much the same type of photographer, in my opinion. Mm. Um, you know, he's, uh, his work appears in Vogue and Vanity Fair, and he works with the great designers, Valentino and, you know, all of them, Oscar de Loretta and so on. Um, and, and, and Kate come, brings to the table this um, uh, knowledge of photography. I mean, she studied it at, at St. Andrews University. Her dissertation was actually in Victorian photography. So she, I think, tried to draw a parallel, specifically in one picture. There are three pictures that were released. And, and one is almost a mirror image of a picture that was taken, a photograph of uh, Edward VII's wife, uh, Princess Alexander, who's queen. She was the Princess of Denmark, so that was her title. Um, and she was incredibly popular, you know. She put up, uh, Alexander put up with Edward VII, her husband's infidelities, famously, but she, but she was one of the most beloved royals in history. And, uh, and I think uh, Kate was trying to mirror that. Uh, and then, they, then they're supposed to represent, these three released photographs were supposed to represent aspects of Kate's personality. One is very regal, that's the picture, the Korean type of picture. Another one, uh, she's in a red, the only color photo is a red dress she's dancing in, shown, you know, uh, shows her glamorous side. And then the picture that was actually selected by uh, George, Charlotte, and Louis, which is a close-up, informal, and, and Kate's staring right into the camera, just looking like the Kate we all know. Uh, but yes, indeed, I think this is uh, just another positioning of, of Kate as a future queen, as someone who's going to be taking on a much larger role with William. Now the Harry and Meghan are out of the picture, especially. Kate really plays uh, such a pivotal role in what's, what's happening now, and as the peacekeeper, as the person who's trying to bring Harry and, and, and her husband back together. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with her. And, and they are, and by the way, in the coming year, I think it's pretty obvious that they're going to be coming to the United States because mm -hmm. the Earthshot Prize, which, which William backs, which is the environmental award, uh, is going to be awarded here. Uh, they have hired in a, something called a visits and events manager for their mm -hmm. hiring fund, who will be scheduling presumably a lot of overseas trips this year. The platinum year, the queen uh, is physically not capable of doing all that much. And so, uh, you know, William and Kate will be called on to pick up the slack. Yeah. Hopefully COVID doesn't get in the way of any of these big plans that they have. Absolutely. You know, it's, that's, it has a way of throwing a wrench into everything, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, do you know how Kate celebrated her birthday? Do we know if Harry and Meghan wished her a happy birthday? I mean, I'm sure it was a pretty low-key affair. Exactly. I, I'm, you know, from what I understand, they did a video call. They wished her a happy birthday, very private but uh, Harry and Meghan were not about to post anything the way they did two years ago when, when Kate uh, turns 40, uh, 38. You know, both William and, I'm sorry, Harry and Meghan made a very public display of their affection for, for Kate and uh, wishing her a happy birthday. This time, everything was pr kept private. Mm. Uh, I think, as from what I understand, it was a small family affair. Uh, the birthday party was held at Anmer Hall with family and friends. She only has a very small circle of friends, Kate does. 
And one of the interesting things they do is bake their own cake, which is a holdover from Carol Middleton's, uh, you know, Carol Middleton had, had built this empire basically on throwing children's birthday parties and then turning it into a big, uh, you know, um, online empire. Uh, but, uh, you know, very, very low key. And the reason for that is there will be big bashes this year celebrating the joint birthday of uh, William, because William turns uh, in June, uh, turns 40 as well. The Queen has a big thing planned for him, and he is going to throw something as well. So there will be big parties again if COVID allows anything like that to happen. Do you know if Harry and William are on better terms? Like you said, Kate's kind of, you know, hoping to get these two back together. And is Megan instrumental in that as all as well? She she would be. But I don't think that there's a great uh, from what I'm told, there hasn't there's still bad blood there. And Charles and William are still very resentful. But of course, they are very worried about the impact it could all have on the queen celebrating her jubilee year. I mean, the only, again, the only monarch ever to do this. I mean, Queen Victoria, we think of as the great the woman who reigned for forever as queen. That was only 63 years. This queen is celebrating her 70th year on the throne. Mm-hmm. And when I look back, I was there when, he, when she celebrated her 25th year on the throne, the Silver Jubilee, just, mm-hmm. you know, me goosebumps. Yeah, I mean, the queen must be so thrilled and to and so confident in Kate's future of the of her role in the monarchy, I would imagine. Oh, that's the one thing she doesn't have to worry about. I, mean, I think the last time we spoke, you said that Charles and uh, Harry really hadn't spoken over the course of 18 months. Do you know if that has changed at all? Like, did anything happen over the holidays where things, you know, maybe got a little bit better between the two of them? I'm not hearing that. And, I, and of course, this, this uh, on the surface, you'd imagine that it could by this stage. But no, I, from what I understand, they still are not having direct communication. And this is all being done as if there were all, you know, various uh, countries or principalities dealing with each other as opposed to human beings and family members, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I think, again, this is where Kate comes in. She's has, you know, she's very close to Harry, always has, always was very fond of him, but uh, there are certain realities and that is that his, her husband is, William is still very, very angry and upset. Mm-hmm. And there were recent reports and, uh, you know, I, I think there's, uh, from what I can see, they're accurate. Uh, about William's initial desire not to even unveil the statue of his mother in Kensington Gardens. I mean, there was a, a feeling that you know he was so furious that he had to be talked into it by by Kate and went ahead and did it. And you can see when you all the photographs and all the video a very forced uh, relationship there between the two. They, they were their backs were to each other practically throughout the whole thing. All right. Well, before we wrap up, we want to check in on our royal kids. And it was actually revealed that Prince George, Princess Charlotte and Prince Louis helped pick out one of the Kate, one of the photos for Kate's um, 40th birthday. So which one did they choose? I love this. They chose the close up portrait where Kate is smiling right at the camera. And I love this because it's such an intimate shot. It really feels like you're looking at her and the fact that her family chose it. You can tell that they see what we see where it's such an intimate, beautiful mm-hmm personal shot of someone that they know very well. So it feels like we are getting to know her a little bit better. Definitely. They couldn't have picked a more beautiful photo. Like we said, they're all absolutely stunning. And it was such a fun way to commemorate her 40th birthday. I wonder if we're going to get some new portraits of William when he turns 40 in a, in a few months as well. 
That would be exciting. I don't know if he'll put on the ball gown, so. <laughs> I don't know. Can't see him really dancing. Um, you never know. Around, but you never know. Hey, yeah, things have happened. around stuff, definitely. <laughs> all right. Well, Christine, thank you so much for running down all things Royals with me, as always. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Definitely. And everybody keep commenting, keep subscribing, and we will see you guys next week.